All right, we are at episode two, and if you are back after listening to the first episode, thank you. And if you are just starting out at episode two, that's okay. Thank you also.、Um, I feel like this journey is really exciting for me, and just for me to learn and grow as a person through this like practice of talking to people and podcasting. I still feel, I still feel like I'm really nervous when I'm asking the questions and trying to lead the conversation somewhere, but I'm slowly learning to just let it go and just kind of go with the flow, and not be too stressed about if the video is on point or if the audio is right, and just try to focus on the conversation. So, if you feel my nervousness, or if you don't. Let me know, just so I don't overthink it too much, and I can just continue. <laughs> so for today's guest, we have Rob McLean, who is an amazing dancer, choreographer, and just an overall good person. I've had some really good talks with him when I've been chilling with him, so I just thought, why not have him on the show and just share his perspectives with the world? Because I really do think that he. He has something really great to share with the world, and I hope that you did gain something from this conversation. And yeah, I really just hope you liked this episode. Once again, just before we start, if you're listening to this, please screenshot your phone and tag us on Insta Story. I really, really want to check it out and see who's listening. And it would just be amazing if you guys just share it because it would really help share the podcast to your friends and family and just really get the word out there. Thank you so much, and I really hope you enjoy this episode. All right. Thank you so much for coming on, like the show. This is the second episode. I really, really appreciate you coming on, and I feel, I feel like there's going to be some interesting conversations for this. So thank I'm you. I'm sure there、yeah. will be. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Cool.、Um, maybe just to get started, let's just go with your two minute little origin story of like where you've come from, where you、yeah. grew up, and just like where you at now. Yeah. Cool.、Um, well, I grew up in like a little country town of like a thousand people.、Um, And I was there until maybe ten, and、uh, I just did like a lot of sport, a lot of outdoor outdoor stuff.、Um, but my my mum was like into African dance, belly dance, and like country dancing,、yeah. um, like line dancing. So we always had the influence around the house and like、uh, djembe's and drums around the house that we used to muck around with.、Um, then I moved to Canberra. I didn't do much dance there. I just well early on I did more sport. And then、uh, I got into break dance.、Um, Tim Amatic, actually, it's so、Love、funny. It. He、yeah. <laughs> he was with a、um, a group there, Culture Break, and they came to our school, did a performance. I got into that, so it started like once a week boys class、uh, for that. And then I joined a dance school,、uh, Fresh Funk, which is where I spent like all my it dancing. Called? It's called Fresh Funk. Fresh Funk in、um, yeah. Tuggeranong, and that there was like I did a once a week class. Um, that turned into like two classes a week. It was just like in the afternoon, 
turned into more and more and more. And then eventually I did trips with them to America. Like our studio would go oh, damn. Oh, and did yeah, training. Yeah. And that's where like, it was probably 19 that I was just like, okay, dance is like a, a career. Like I, I never actually saw it that you could actually do it as a living. Up like it was point. a choice. Yep. Yeah. Okay, and then okay. meeting people over there, like Tony Zara and things. I was like, these people, like it's actually their job to do this. So that inspired me when I came back. And then at 21, I moved to Melbourne to just, there was more opportunities and things there. So I spent like, spent about two years actually doing more contemporary work there with um, Paul Malik and his company. Um, and then that's where I met Luce. And then Luce and I auditioned for So You Think You Can Dance one year. And, and after doing the process of that and like the top 100 week, we kind of just felt like Sydney was where we wanted to be next. There was just a little more like, I don't know, just like bustle there that we wanted to be a part of. Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, we moved to Sydney and then been here since. Crazy. Yeah, it's been like just over four years that yeah. we've been living here. Yeah, that's insane. I feel yeah. like I didn't even know you like went to like Melbourne and stuff yeah. for a couple yeah. of years. Okay, damn, okay. <laughs> that's like pretty intense already, yeah. like traveling and stuff. Do you, yeah. Do you feel like traveling was like a big part of like just kind of going? Yeah. 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 hundred um, percent. And I didn't like so many people, especially with people coming to um, like full time and things like that. A lot of people coming into Sydney for dance. I like I didn't move to Sydney until I was 23. Okay. okay. And I didn't move out of home until I was 21. So like okay. I feel like I did all of that quite late. Like I really yeah. I stuck around till like. That's true, because yeah. I started traveling when I was, like, 17, yeah. like, already by myself kind of thing. <clears throat> yeah, right. Even though it was, like, Singapore and, like, my family was there, yeah, but, like, yeah. already having the experience to travel at 17. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, like, I didn't go to overseas until I was 19, so that was the first time I went out okay, of Oz. Yeah. Damn, that's insane. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, let's bring it back, maybe. What is the town that you grew up in, and where is that? It's um, not in Canberra, right? No. No, it's nah. somewhere else. I grew up, so I grew up in Braidwood. Um just before that, I lived in a place called Araluan, which okay. was half an hour from Braidwood on like a little peach orchard. Okay. Where is exactly this? Braidwood <laughs> is uh, between Canberra and okay. then Batemans Bay, which is like straight out to the east coast. Okay, cool. Yeah, so like, uh, yeah, the trip from Canberra to Batemans Bay is like two hours okay. and, or maybe a little bit more and we were right in the middle of it. Um, and yeah, it was just like a little country town thousand people it's a bit bigger now and yeah. it's like when you drive through there because when you go from canberra to the coast everyone goes through there yeah. so like the main street is kind of touristy there's like a famous lolly shop like a pie shop that won like the best pies in australia one year Crazy. or a couple of years running so yeah. it was like yeah and everyone knew everyone and, yeah. and things like that yeah Damn. that's yeah. insane going cool. up there yeah how do you feel like um that's like affected you so far because uh, real quick maybe let's yeah. go into like you've traveled there and then you went to Canberra and how old were you no you went somewhere else first. no I was uh yeah so Braidwood okay, okay and then when I was 10 moved to Canberra yeah and then I was there until I was 21 and then I moved to Melbourne so Melbourne. I spent like most of my so you would say like growing up in Canberra Canberra okay cool, but, cool. um I think being in like even Canberra for me is just like a big country town like Canberra is pretty uh small yeah um it still has like that community vibe yeah, to it definitely um, compared to like Sydney yeah yeah, and stuff. exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. um but i'm really thankful to have grown up in that like country environment yeah. and through because um i just feel like 
there's a lot of like opportunities in bigger places um, that sometimes get taken for granted. And yeah, growing up like in a small area, even when I grew up in Braidwood, every Saturday my dad or my mom, mostly my dad would drive me for athletics because I did running when I was younger. Mm -hmm. So I would drive to Canberra like an hour or more, hour and a half to Canberra every single Saturday for a comp. So it was like my version of dance comps. But like to be a part of it, it didn't exist in my town. So I had to drive that far for it. And then even um, once I was in Canberra doing dance things, we didn't often, they have a lot more now, like teachers coming into studios, but we didn't have it that often. We'd probably have like a couple of times a year. So I would come to uh, Sydney heaps and do things like carnival and take workshops up here, like source dance workshops. So it was like, three and a half hours that like we would see i feel like you were like kind of like familiar with the traveling and stuff yeah like yeah. it was like a normal thing for yeah because i feel like yeah people here or just in normal cities like where you don't need to travel even like an hour is like too long for yeah, people, yeah yeah in a way yeah but you feel like you kind of got accustomed to like yeah going yeah far just, for like opportunities I yeah say. exactly yeah. it was like yeah just sacrificing whatever to take that if that was something that like I really wanted to do it just I would go and do it yeah yeah what is the biggest like um I guess um perspective like shift from growing up in all these places because for me um I grew up in like Singapore then I like went to Perth and that's like I I grew up in Singapore for four years then like Perth like pretty much until like two years ago yeah so it's like I only lived there but like my friend when he talked about um he moved like high schools a lot he moved this yeah. and that. he found that he liked to communicate with people and like he didn't feel i'm gonna say like expectation of things yeah and like he was just like i'll just meet people and it's just fun like that yeah. more than like i need to um like building bonds it wasn't as strong for him but like yeah. do you feel like you're kind of like growing up of like going a bunch of places like it got you to like maybe like interact with people more and like um I think, well, even though like there were a few places, it was, I was still there for like long periods. Long periods so um, I, I always hated Sydney. It was way too okay. busy for me when I would visit. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, that's why I moved to Melbourne. Okay. When I left Canberra, I was like, I don't like Sydney. So it, it took like going somewhere else to bring it around to here. Mm. But I think being a few different places and really starting small, um, I got, I guess, kind of quite grounded um, in where I was and like um, close with friends and close with like family that I just felt like a good level of support. So, yeah. And then I, I never rushed anything. Like I really stuck around, especially in Canberra, until I felt like r- the itch to go. Yeah. Okay. It was like I didn't go for so long because I was like I love – my family here, I love my friends here. I love like the vibe and the things that I'm doing. Like yeah. I really enjoy it. And then it just got to a point where I was like, okay, now I really want more yeah. and I'm not getting it here. So I have to yeah. do the next thing. So I was like excited to go to the next place. Yeah. Um, the, the Melbourne time was like the biggest roller coaster of living out of home. That was like that first experience. Okay, yeah. But um, it was super necessary. Yeah. And yeah, the relationships like I built there, I still hold really close to me. Like, like Melbourne is, it's more about the friends and there than the actual time or the like dance goals that were made. It's more like the friendships that I've made. That's like 
marks that Melbourne period. Yeah. Um, but that, again, like I, after going there for a ex- certain extent, I was like, okay, I'm ready for something else. And that's what brought me to Sydney. Awesome. So I kind of came, I came into Sydney being like, I'm ready for something else that I haven't had elsewhere. So it didn't like scare me or it didn't um, bother me. I didn't just go like, oh, like, damn, I got to move to Sydney and then just come here and be like, oh, what the hell is going on? Like yeah. I, I came here wanting something. So even when things were like good or shitty or whatever it was, like I was just excited to be in a new environment because I do like change. Yeah. Um, I really do like change. Do you feel like you have a balance? Because I feel like that's so cool. Like um, the feeling of like, I need to be here. And then when like the feeling changes, yeah. like to go. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of people like, <laughs> would want to like explore and stuff and that's yeah. fine like i like kind of like that too but i i kind of like that you stuck around until like you really felt like yeah you needed to change yeah yeah i feel like and i think what like sydney is now because we've been here four and a bit like four and a half years okay um and where we live right now is so beautiful like it's it's quite far out um i like being away i like the calm time so i can come in and take part in everything like i it was almost last year I said I wanted to live somewhere like the sunny coast where it's a little more quiet mm. but have the the work and the lifestyle I have being in Sydney. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think I like can do it yet. Yeah. But now we actually live like out of Sydney. It's really quiet right near the beach, but I, I'm an hour from the actual city. Mm. So I get to be a part of everything that goes on here. And Just I think a bit of both yeah, that's, thing, yeah, that's like the perfect balance. Um, because yeah, I thought like, Everyone kept asking, like, how long are you going to stay in Sydney and things like that? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I wonder if soon I'm going to go. And yeah. maybe a little, like, a year or so ago, I was thinking, like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready for something else. Yeah. But there's something about Sydney. Like, there's such a good balance of, like, hustle bustle, like, chill lifestyle, like, really commercial things that it's, like, it seems very job-related, other things that feel, like, really satisfying mm. for the soul that it's such a good mix, mix that yeah. i'm like okay sydney like if i'm in oz yeah sydney this is where i am yeah, yeah. that's so that's so dope that you found like that balance yeah. within that because yeah even for me i feel like i'm interested into like here as well your perspective but like me growing in perth like yeah again it's like less of like a crazy city <laughs> life and stuff yeah. so it's a lot more like i guess calm yeah but yeah coming here I feel like I was like strange. I didn't feel the like hustle and bustle of like the city, but yeah. I definitely think that like the balance of understanding, yeah, like I can be chill in the city, yeah, and then having yeah. the opportunities of the city, yeah, is like that's the perfect balance. That's the thing. like I'd yeah, rather because sure. I like doing things. So like, I like the you need to be around a bit around of that. it, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like to pick and choose when yeah, you are is exactly. that's the that's the balance, and that's yeah. like the dream. Hundred yeah. percent crazy um let's go to like family life growing up and yeah. stuff maybe just your family like your parents and stuff how's yeah. that growing up <clears throat> even like school how's that for you yeah. yeah good it was pretty good like i um i didn't really have like a tough childhood like yeah. we our family wasn't like a wealthy family but um our parents like gave us every opportunity we could like they were supportive of everything that we did um yeah, I grew up doing running and was swimming and running. My mum was a swimmer um, when she was younger. My dad did all sports. He's done like, everything in the world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, 
like my dream was to go to the Olympics for athletics. Oh, so, damn. Okay, okay. Yeah, like I used to compete hard out like at nationals and things like that, Pacific School Games. Um, yeah, so it was kind of like whatever we were interested in, we were supported towards. Um, but especially when it got to dance, like, and I'm real thankful for that because even trips to America would be like, yeah. you know, like a little bit of help funding for this and that. It's like, well, we save to do our flights and then boom, here's some spending money for this or like the opposite version. Like I've booked your flight, like you've got to cover everything yeah, yeah. here just because they knew the opportunity that of three weeks like training in America was. Um, so yeah, I'm really like, I'm just grateful for the, for the support throughout whatever we did. Cause I, I think especially within arts, like it's something that some, some families don't see as like a potential career or like an actual opportunity of like making a living or like a real job mm. um and i never like there was never a discussion of that in our family that it wasn't a real job it was always like yeah if this is what you love then like pursue it i love that yeah um, yeah so i don't know the whole supportive parents thing is like i don't know it's just such an important like topic especially yeah. the people that don't have it i feel like they just um like we need to find ways to get the support or find yeah. like friend circles and things <laughs> like that because i definitely think with the support like it just creates such a major change. Yeah, like, definitely. imagine if, like, your parents, like, didn't support. I feel like you would have just had to find support other way yeah. or, like, you would just push and it would be, like, a different yeah. mind state of pushing. Yeah. And, yeah, like, the way we were brought up from our parents to, like, I think country to Canberra to yeah. us moving out in big cities and even when I moved to Melbourne, like, you know, always on the phone to my parents when things were, like, real rough and whatever okay. and... I just feel like they, I don't know, I just think I'm really thankful for the way we're brought up because I feel like gracious for opportunities that I get because like I don't think everyone gets to do everything that they see. Like yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I, I get caught up in like all this, these works, all of these jobs and things that I'm doing, but like I just got to keep reminding myself and I deep down like I do really feel it that like not everyone gets to do the things I'll go and get to do and that yeah. like that's just I'm so thankful for that yeah. and I really do think it's from um the way we were brought up yeah. yeah what kind of um I guess lessons or important subjects did your parents like teach like talk to you teach you about like growing up like maybe like gratitude and things like what mm. was it any specific stories even uh I'm like, I'm really bad of my memory when I was yeah. young. Okay, like okay, Dave okay. is nuts. Like yeah. he could remember like the first tooth that came out. Okay. okay. Like he could probably remember which I feel one like it that's was me and, my brother. and how much he got yeah. for it or something. Okay. That's insane. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But I'm hopeless. Like yeah. I swear I've been men in black yeah. for like <laughs> that's so under good. 10. But um, even if it's an overall thing, like the thing that you just feel like, okay, like my parents like taught me like this is the major thing. Is there any like, yeah. Um, just, I don't know, like the support and, and, and the connections like that you make with people. I think that's a major one. And I appreciate so much being older and a little more understanding. Like my mum does Reiki, which is like a healing and, yeah. Yeah, and then my my dad is like like a psychotherapist. So, and they're both so super spiritual. They're both like really intellectual and well connected. Um, that 
I feel like what they've given me is personal skills to connect with people. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's, that's kind of what I feel like awesome. our parents have like passed down to us through everything that we've done. Like yeah. even with dance, like mum was a dancer, all that rhythm would have come from her, stuff like that. But I think it's more like the relationships that I have or the way that I communicate with people, those kind of things. I think that's the, the skills and the passion that like have come out of them and they've given us over time through, you know, through giving us opportunities or like um, us being restricted going to things because financially we couldn't do this or couldn't do that. Like I, yeah, I've just, yeah. 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 Kind of getting lost, but I think, I think it's more, yeah, it's just more the way like I'm able to connect with people now. And I think dance is like currently my avenue for it. Mm. Um, but I think even within the dancing, like what is more important in the class that like I'm hosting or holding or whatever is the way that like people feel or the way that like I'm connecting with people. It's less mm. about like the content. The thing. Yeah. So I think that that's more the major thing that I, yeah. um, and when I think about both my parents, I, I they're both yeah. great at that's communicating so nice. and connecting. Yeah. 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 I'm curious, did you um, like growing up, like, when did they start the like Reiki and like uh, the psychotherapy? Like, did you understand that that was happening? Like um, as in a kid, like were you like, oh, that's what this whole process is, like Reiki um, and spiritual, like. Yeah, when it was more in Canberra, like my mum in our backyard, we had a studio built okay. that was her like Reiki studio, and she would um, uh, do healings and run classes and workshops out of it. Um, my dad was like my running coach um, all through, but. Uh, the person I'm named after, Robert, is um, after Robert Johnson, and he was a uh, like a philosopher, psychologist, okay. um, and and that's a writer, saying, yeah. yeah, from America, and that was yeah. So that's my godfather, and that um, was someone that my dad was kind of like his muse. Yeah. My dad, um, my dad had a really rough. This I'm jumping around a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's an idea. <laughs> my dad had like a really rough upbringing, um, and like a lot of time living on the streets and things like that here in Sydney. Um, okay. But there was a, there was one like kind of turning point where he, he ended up at a, a talk that was by Robert Johnson, like someone through a chain, like gave him a ticket to it and he ended up there and he blah, 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 this and that. And he actually ended up like bumping into him in the toilet, this and that. And just my dad being my dad, they ended up getting a, having like a coffee the next day blah 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 and then this whole relationship built and that was when he was like mid-20s like 26 or something and then that um that was a big part of him like like turning his life around and and then their relationship and then um they were you know that ever since so I think yeah Robert passed like all his information on to my dad and you know taught him a lot of what he knows as well as my dad's like life experience doing everything that he's done. Yeah. And I, um, I get a lot of that conversation from my dad. Okay. We, we talk a lot like that. So when I was younger, I didn't, I definitely didn't know that like my dad, you know, he had so many books and this and that, but I, I didn't fully understand that. But I think too, like his journey, um, even after I left home, like he had a, a big breakthrough journey and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I guess it was with my mum. It was more because like we would go and get Reiki and 
in the studio studio. with her like weekly or whatever um and i could like physically feel the effects like i'd go in there and be really sick and i'd ask for like a reiki session and you know it would like it would like get super intense like my sickness would get worse for a couple of hours and then it would like get better yeah so yeah um but again like it's like i went to a really hippie school it was like german founded education okay and it like as a kid, I just thought it was like, I was like, oh, what's this lame hippie school? Like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But being older now, I'm like, man, I would send my kids to a school like that yeah. because I just liked the different style of learning. I thought it was more creative. Mm. So, again, yeah. Did like, other kids feel that too? Do, do you, um, like, talk to them and stuff like Yeah. Um, it was a mix. It was more like, you know, when you go through, like, cool teenage years, okay, like, okay, everyone okay. wants to be the cool the things. Cool, yeah, but yeah. we were, like, at this hippie school yeah. with, like, like we would paint instead of doing like something or like yeah so I don't know I think I definitely appreciate it more now than I did when I was at the school Mm, um but it also like we had small class environments like really tiny like 30 to an entire year school grade um and that also built relationships like that made me um I don't know like just value and believe a lot in like friendships and yeah. like holding close ones yeah yeah i kind of jumped around yeah there. that's that so fine no no that's yeah. so cool all right um <laughs> let's try to specific topics maybe um yeah growing up as a kid you said you did running was there yeah. any other creative things any even like non-creative things that you were like into i was like younger it was really just outdoor activity because okay. we lived like yeah, with yeah. a lot of well, not on like on a, on a farm, but we lived like across from an oval. We would like boogie board down stormwater drains. Like yeah. it was literally like just nature kids. Yeah. So um, anything outdoors is like where I wanted to you be. You still feel like that? Like yeah. that's an important part of yeah, definitely, okay, yeah. definitely. And that's why like I need to live out. Like yeah, you know, I love the engineering and like the um, the shapes of cities and stuff, but. Yeah like from an artistic point of view, but <laughs> yeah. I really like my soul needs like to be. Like living, yeah. Like out. living yeah, needs I, to be somewhere I else. I can't yeah. be in it. Um, but yeah, running was like major. I played soccer when I was first young. That was that. And then I um, I was like swimming and running. And I did running all up until I was like end of year 12. Yeah. And that was the one that you like wanted to compete with yep. the Olympics? Yep. Like it was specifically running? Yeah. What kind of running? Specifically? Like, like 200, meter, 400 meters. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> And year 12 was like, at the start of the year, I was in a really good condition and I qualified for Pacific School Games, which is like nationals, but with like all the Pacific <laughs> Islands coming here. Yeah. Um, and then the six months throughout the year, I had a lot of like, I had injury and then I got sick and I just didn't train well and I wasn't committed to it. Okay. And that was like a turning point where for me to actually compete at the level I wanted to, I would have had to sacrifice like social life and I wasn't like a big party or anything but I really just liked being around with friends and people and like out late or this and that or like I I just couldn't commit to that and then by the end of the year when I competed I was running the same time so I just didn't even improve all year and that for me was like I just saw that I didn't have the the passion to do it the level I wanted and I just didn't want to fluff yeah so um that was that. And I, I was also playing AFL that year as well with my mates. Um, then the year out of there, 
I think I took a break from dancing, actually. I took six okay. months off dancing for the Wait, end so of sorry, year 12. Real quick, when did you start dancing and when did you Ooh. start running? Like, what was the date? Oh, uh, running was like uh, nine, nine, ten. Okay, okay, and okay. I did that until 18. Okay, okay. Um, dancing. Dance, I started when I was like 14. Okay, so a little bit later. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. so later. And dance was really casual. It was just yeah. more social. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I took six months off in year 12 so when i was like 18 i took six months off to finish year 12 um i played footy with my mates and i was doing running and then i think i just lost like the passion for dance i wasn't really feeling it yeah then after that i went and watched the concert and i was like oh i miss it and then the next year we did an america trip like and that was the first time overseas so then i came back to dance i was liking it did the trip to america came home and I was like dance yeah like that's was, what I wanted to do what was the like spark moment like in that American trip was there a certain Tony's class yeah? yeah okay okay, yeah 100% like he's the biggest dance influence I think I've ever had yeah um, okay, okay and it's like it's not just his incredible dance ability and skill it's more like the time he took and just like the personal connection we made I felt like yeah it was just an energy I liked being around. Yeah. Um, he was like someone who was human. I could like see his sacrifices in what he was doing. I could see that he was trying to make it in this. He was like, like I remember this one rehearsal. He came from doing like an audition in the morning to like this to then he was rehearsing with us and then we had rehearsal at night and he's like, I haven't eaten all day because I've been running here and here, here. And then yeah. it was like, you just assume that they just come in and like it's fun and yeah, it's all yeah. this. But I was like, damn, like putting in work. Yeah, like, you're putting like, in like all this work. And, and then like even with that, like he didn't lack the energy he gave us in the yeah. room. So he would come in and have time to talk, even if it meant like for 20 minutes we didn't start because he was like having was a combo. Was this class or was this like um, a specific programs? Both. Okay, it was okay, like okay. we had class with him in our, within our group. But then I did a piece with him for a carnival in LA. So then there was that mm. extra time that was like his actual like teaching and training on us. Yeah. Um, and yeah, because he's like six foot whatever, he's yeah, tall yeah. and like lanky as well. It was like I feel someone, the same. Like, yeah. To me, like finding like a tall like lanky. Yeah. That's Whenever I, I like, see that, if too. he's dope, like cool, like I get a like yeah. yeah that's yeah. me too. Totally. Um, so I think yeah, that that was a big turning point in that trip. It was more just seeing that dance was a career and I was like okay, okay. holy crap like I want to do this do you yeah. remember the point of like seeing <laughs> that and being like it's a career moment like was it during the, the performance it was probably him it was probably like coming back and reflecting on okay, the trip okay, okay. like on the way home just taking it all in and being like what the hell like yeah. this exists like and people teaching like that as well I was inspired by really good teachers um like Tony's are Andy J Jean-Pierre yeah like there's just people who are not good just good at dancing like they're freaking insane at dancing but they yeah. actually have aspect yeah can like articulate the stuff they're doing and they know how to run a class like how to help people and are good people like it's just the whole package so I think I was really influenced by that and to know that people could travel the world or travel around places make a living out of like dancing and teaching dance like yeah it's like that's insane yeah. like how can life be allowed? Yeah. As soon as like I started that. seeing that as well, I like, obviously like our kind of generation, like we saw yeah. YouTube and like people like traveling and stuff. I yeah. was just like mind blown that like 
yeah, you could possibly like do dance, travel, and like experience and like meet people. I was like, all of that, see like, the world, like, was insane. Like that I was just, always a thing I wanted to do was be able. I always wanted to travel, especially after the first time traveling. I was like, actually, yeah, I didn't really think much about traveling until I did that first America trip. Okay, and then after that, I was like, I want to see the world because yeah. like, Once it just it, opens yeah. you up. You just like. I just met a whole group of people that like I never knew existed yeah. and that have inspired me so much. Like I want that everywhere. I want to do that everywhere. Um, That's yeah. the first moment of traveling. Yeah. I feel like for most people, it kind of just changes it. Yeah. And that's why I just think it's interesting even you going up in a certain place and already like it is traveling, like going yeah. to Canada yeah. and then traveling to like other places. Yeah. But like just even being able to see another city. Like yeah. for me, even like Singapore and like Perth, like going back and forth, I'm yeah. like, just two different lifestyles like yeah how many other lifestyles or how many other like things yeah. are there in this world yeah. and, it's and to know like, that young is cool yeah like, especially yeah yeah um i want to get in some interesting stuff yeah. with you um let's go let's go with with dance stuff yeah like let's just like i guess get into that um what was important for dance when you started like when you started like seeing it as a career what was the thing that you were aiming for was like the start of that journey like were you pushing to be like the uh, backup dancer Ooh, teacher like yeah, what right. was it yeah um i think more teaching because i was in canberra and i was already teaching before that america trip yeah. like teaching a Just junior boys series. class or like a one-off this and that a couple of classes a week and then like an open class and i really liked choreographing uh not like not necessarily stage pieces but just like class choreography. i liked making up routines um so I think I was very inspired to be a teacher. Uh, that's what like America showed me a lot of, less the backup dancer thing. Um, and then I just wanted to be like good at dancing. Like I wanted to just be good at moving and do different things. Um, and then going to Melbourne was to do more. I, like I felt like there wasn't anything more for me in Canberra. Yeah. Um, like I didn't have the passion to open a studio or like run a program or those things I wanted to so I guess I wanted to be a dancer like yeah, I really yeah. was following that at the same time moved to Melbourne um I did a lot of contemporary shows there and that gave me like a lot of dancing and stage experience um and then at the same time I was teaching like I was making most of my income and my earnings like my living was from teaching mm -hmm. I didn't really like I didn't do many gigs there that like paid things like yeah. You know, some of the contemporary shows I did would be like profit share or whatever yeah, and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Some things were really good. Like I did a government funded show that was like the best pay I'd ever got <laughs> at that time. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I satisfied that urge. And then coming to Sydney was more like I wanted to do commercial work. I wanted to do like X Factors, The Voice. I wanted to like back up. I wanted to, I wanted to be that commercial dancer. So that was why I came to Sydney. Okay, good, really, good. that was like a big drive. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I came here and I didn't do that much of it. I actually ended up doing more teaching. Yeah. But it like made me fall in love again with teaching because Sydney like exposed me as someone that had something to offer that like people wanted to learn from. So yeah. I feel like the reason I get to travel or the reason that really started was because I came to Sydney yeah. and I like, um, built a name through like meeting people here and like exposing myself here I built a name that allowed me to work everywhere else yeah so yeah went back to teaching yeah, yeah. okay crazy <laughs> yeah um 
what would you say the difference is now like in terms of if you're pushing for now because mm. yeah like you said you've like kind of satisfied each sort of yeah. thing and then led you back to teaching yeah is teaching the main goal i guess now like is there something deeper than teaching because i know you like yeah totally. want to do more yeah. like specific with teaching yeah it's way it's way like deep deeper mm. um i just think my where i offer myself best is usually when i'm teaching class mm. and like class environment i love that space i love i like being in class when they're like with good teachers mm. yeah, um, yeah. and people who are like whoever's at the front of the room like know that the people in the room like that's who you're there for and that's like your responsibility is them like yeah. for them to get something from you like some people might want to be in the room because like they've had a shit week and they just need to dance mm. and they don't like they probably they might not even listen to corrections and they got to dance other people are in there because they're like i want to learn this i want to get better at this and then there's like the full spectrum variety. of things yeah. so there's always like range in the room and it's like it's really hard to cater an environment that can can it's be cold. there for everyone yeah, yeah. but i think that like just understanding like that your role at the front of the room is not about you like it's about who's in the room um yeah so i think like my what i offer best is generally in that environment like um for people through my dancing um but i don't know like the purpose for it all now seems way deeper like i'm it's the last couple of years really like especially with loose like been doing so much work in connecting with people and using dance as like a healing tool, a way to communicate, like a way to express everything that's like way deeper than what the movement actually is. Yeah, yeah. And that feels like my purpose now. Yeah. Um, I want to like, like help yeah. Yeah, <laughs> people. 100%. Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe let's go into that a little bit more of how would I say this? like mm. how did what were the like moments and steps in yeah. order to get to like understanding there's like this side of um yeah. dance and teaching and all that and yeah like if you mm. like had to like really uh bring value to people yeah. and just like if they were like oh how do i find that out and like yeah. how do i yeah. get to like that point of like oh there is <laughs> teach uh there's like teaching in that different way instead yeah. of like just teaching as like normal <laughs> yeah 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 um what were big moments well Luz put a show on i'm just oh erica sobel was someone that like um was the first time i experienced i feel like i i always dance with emotion yeah like okay. from whenever i dance because that's just like who i am yeah whether it was like joyful or like a bit ragey or whatever like I'm, i was never someone that was like a character performer yeah. i always performed like, because like i could feel mm. that um but yeah erica sobel was the first like exposure to this raw ass dancing to like beautiful acoustic music that like i left i would cry in every single class and like yeah. sometimes i just wouldn't even know why yeah. like i'd just be like i'm a mess like i don't know why um and then so i guess that and even loose like says that too like that was her first kind of person that exposed dance as that um so that for me just like really showed like what dance is expressively um but then 
Yeah, Luz did a show in 2014 that was like dedicated to her mum. She was creating the show for her mum when her mum was sick. Um, but then her, well, she was planning to do it. And then her mum passed and and Luz was like, I, I want this show, I want to do it in dedication to her as like a celebration of her life. Yeah. Um, and that was like, that was freaking powerful. Like the cast was so beautiful. Like Sella was in it. Like Sella, yeah. Andy, Sammy, Alice, um, Neil, like, that and even Lucy's sister Kiara was in it like she she doesn't really dance much anymore but she yeah. was dancing then and and anyway like that that was like a we were doing all this cool dancing it was really great like all this awesome music performing for people but I was like the overall thing is way bigger than that mm. so that was like maybe the first thing that resonated as like it's way bigger. Like the people who would come and see would be like a mess or like connect for certain things. And you would just be like, this is the impact. Like this is the change that you can have for people. Like, like other, I, you know, people who hadn't dealt with their loss of things or whatever, like were able to deal with it through the show. And I was like, that's more special than like, you know, like people leave a room knowing how they felt. They might not remember the song choice or the content or what you wore or like the move that they liked, but they were yeah. like, I'll forever remember how I felt. Feel. Yeah, the feeling. Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, that was a big moment. Um, and then I would say there's been a lot of people throughout, um, but meeting Larkin and Chris, yeah, uh, Larkin Point and Chris Martin at ADC a couple of years ago, I was like, I almost wanted to quit dance prior to going to that camp. At the end of 2015, I just felt like a sponge, like squeezed and ripped, and just. I actually felt the same way in 2015 <laughs> as well. Like going to. Was that your gym. first year here? Uh, no, no, I was here 2017. <laughs> yep. In, yeah, but like when I went to. Oh yes, yeah, yes. In 2015, when I went, is it 15? Did you say? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I no. I just <clears throat> went to Summer Jam feeling like I wanted to quit as well. Yeah. And then like just having the experience of like certain people. Yeah. Just, just brought it back. Yeah. It's just crazy that like. I guess in a way, like even what Lucy did, like having a event yeah. can change so much. And yeah. I felt the same thing with Summer yeah. Jam and I'm assuming the same with ABC, like yeah. the event, someone creating something like that, like just changes. Yeah. It literally, people. Yeah. and I was teaching on it, bro. Okay, okay, like okay. it was the worst feeling. I, I went to ADC being like, I hadn't danced in two weeks. I was not even listening to music and I taught routines from the year. Like I didn't make things new for it. But I was just so uninspired yeah. to create and I, I didn't know what to do. Um, first day at ADC, I wasn't teaching. Like I was just taking all, I took all the classes and I was like, I'm, like I'm back. Like it yeah. just inspired me beyond. And it was, it was more the people. Like yeah. it was the energy. It was like everything special. And, and also realizing like that was a big, big realization that everyone goes through that stuff. Like even the big dogs, like yeah, everyone, yeah, yeah. like everyone goes through the ruts and the yeah. like the downtimes and and just the way like we communicated and and shared in the rooms like yeah. brought it all back for me and I was like I mean I've had up and down since but never I haven't had anything like that since yeah um if you don't mind me asking yeah. like what kind of like hardships have you had through like you know pursuing dance and stuff because yeah. I know like a lot of people you know feel yeah. like it's hard to like make this a career and this and that like yeah it's what are real the hard biggest stuff that's um happened? I feel like I've been really lucky in that I've never like apart from that time 
I've never wanted to just like throw in the towel and not do it. Okay. But the hardest thing was just financially. Okay. And it's still like, it is um, in that it's just hard to um, create consistent work, consistent income through this arts Mm. thing. Um, And I always felt like, until now, like starting loosening, creating our own work and like actually creating our own opportunities that where we build and we like direct and run that um, has an income as well. Before then, it was like I had to be someone that was wanted. Yeah, yeah. That was the only way I felt like I was getting work was because someone would want to have me. Yeah. And and that's hard because like, Some, like trends change and things change like. First year I did ADF, like I swear I worked the entire year after it because like I just felt like I was popular from there. That thing, yeah. And then now I'm older, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like I just don't feel like that's that works for me. Yeah. Um, and, I, and it's fine because like the way that I've connected with studios over the, the period, I've made good connections and I've like, <clears throat> I think I've taught things and I've, shown my value like i've it's like getting a foot in the door to show your value and then now like i feel like my work is from my actual value yeah and that that's real like enriching but but yeah it's it's super tough like um financially like especially in the early days Mm -hmm. um not everyone can like travel and teach and do that for a living yeah and then there's not that many opportunities as a performer to earn like substantial income to actually like live like enjoy and save off yeah um so then it's like what do people do like you know um this is like such a big topic which i really did want to talk to you about as well but um maybe we'll just go with like a few things first and then i'll get into like really like Mm. maybe just curious like conversation and stuff but um yeah what were the steps would you say in, like that you you've taken to like get you to the place of you know getting um better like financial like yeah. things and um yeah just mainly like being able to survive and do these yeah. things and having the opportunities and yeah um good connections like yeah. when i first moved to sydney i was really blessed like i already knew marco not great like i didn't spend heaps of time with him i just knew of him and he really like celebrated what i had to offer as a dancer yeah he like put me in this and he put me in that and he like I taught at ADF because he put me forward for it he got me the job there like he really um gave me his energy and his time um but the best part of it was I felt like he wasn't trying to mold me he wasn't being like to do this here you should be this he just like celebrated who I was and that that was like that instilled a lot of faith into me to like not conform to things because I was in like another environment um so that the connection like knowing someone like marco and being supported by him gave me a lot of opportunities like i forever feel like i was able to do things because of him um but then i guess just yeah that that foot in the door helps and then what i have to offer i do believe in like i put it in the like yeah to like uh, elevate your craft yeah and and what like or what you know, even as a you teacher, have to offer. Yeah, what I have to offer when I'm in the room, I think is valuable. Yeah. And like it's worth people's time and money because because it's like what I care about. 
what do you feel of the balance of like because the thing is like i feel like now like there's so many amazing dancers because yeah. just people who just oh. i don't like it's, it's just, nuts it's crazy and like but, the younger yeah. like bro if you saw me dancing when i was 19 yeah i looked like hopeless it's crazy like the like, amount of hopeless. 15s like are like that crazy already but yeah, yeah i totally feel that <coughs> but yeah. yeah like what do you feel the difference is because i think a lot of people can like have things to offer in terms of like technicality yeah. and like the physicality of dance yeah. but how much did you work on the other side of like actually having yeah. a different thing to offer like oh yeah yeah and this will go back to to marco okay i learned a lot of business skills from him awesome yeah and the business stuff like I mean, I worked a jump around again. Yeah. I worked a public service job, like an office job. I was a recruitment officer okay. for the government in Canberra for a year. Yeah. And that even taught me a lot of like um, contact skills and like the way to communicate through email and like um, with a lot of different people and, and even processes of like people's paperwork, deadlines, time, mm. like those things. I feel like I have a lot of skills from that environment. Yeah. Um, I love numbers and I really do like, I like the business element of things. Like it gets me excited. I'm starting um, to as well. Yeah. yeah. So I I learned a lot of that. Mm. And that went hand in hand with being able to get me work. Cause like I was like there were times where even Lucy and I, we traveled from Sydney to Queensland before we went overseas when we were first here. And I probably emailed like 40 schools, like reaching out yeah. and got three workshops or whatever. And it's like people would never see like yeah. the behind the scenes to like just get a couple of gigs. Yeah. Um, so it was a lot of that. Uh, even like I would ask people, like I, I might email Marco a proposition for something. I'd be like, oh, what do you think of this? And he'd be like, the wording's not good. Like you should do it like this, blah, blah, blah. And then like learning uh, those kind of skills, mm -hmm. I think is what people um, lack in terms of, being able to get themselves to work yeah, yeah yeah it's like you can only sit around and wait for so long because like like you said there's a lot of talent out there and it's like if you don't have the skills to organize around that as well then it's only you're only going to get like a certain yeah. element of stuff but then yeah yeah sorry continue no i was just going to say and then then starting to generate like your own ideas like what you're doing yeah. now yeah. um going like okay i've been doing i've been getting this cool like what do I actually like what's the next thing I want to do with my skill or what's the next thing I want to do with this because like now I seem to have this platform okay what what more build can I can do that, yeah, yeah. to build myself but like what more can I do to push further and to like okay, give okay. more back like to to reign over yeah, um yeah. but Luce is someone that like like I can procrastinate so hard and yeah. she can be like a workaholic and okay. she's both like she's such a good balance but she has like incredible skills in all of that stuff like yeah so she as well as someone that like has helped round me mm. as a person and like create opportunities for us like yeah yeah she does Do you feel so like being surrounded by like lucy and <coughs> yeah. like marco and things is yeah. it like the surrounding yourself that like yeah. gives you the tools 100 yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like the team yeah it's the team that, yeah. yeah and that I had a, the biggest realization of that this year. Okay. I was looking around and I was like, because I, I feel uh, that's going to go on a tangent. I just think, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it really is like, it's not an individual thing. Like nothing is 
nothing is like a solo effort. Like there's that's always so crazy that you said a team. Yeah. But like it's like friends. Yeah. Because I don't know. Yes. Like, like, How I, fucking lucky. That is legit. Like <laughs> I don't know. I just find that so interesting because yeah. when people say build a team, even for me, I'm just like having like a moment right now. Yeah. But like when I say build a team, I feel like I need. To build it, like that that does the things and it's there, but it's like a team is like your friends and family also. Like I don't know, they don't need to be around, and like you know, maybe just building a team as in like a little outside network more than like like, um, right next to you all the time. Yeah, and like a support network, like, um, and this like I reference Marco all the time, but I've just had the best chats with him, and he is like, I think he's such an incredible business person. Mm. I think he also has like such a great soul and I think I love his mix Yeah, because he just talks real to me um, and having people who are honest to you I think is really important and it might sound crazy but I don't think a lot of people are like yeah. like I don't trust everything that's written under being like flame emojis all these things yeah, being yeah. like Fuck, that's sick like so 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 dope like everyone's so dope yeah it's like I want I want to hear like a valued opinion and I feel like I get that from certain people. And that's um, another thing that Lucy said to me recently. We were having like a talk about something. And she was kind of just saying like, it, it, had, it was a realization for me that she said, not everyone has to be everything for you. And I expect, I sometimes be like, well, this is the closest person to me. So I expect them to understand this, this, this. I, I want to be able to talk about this, 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 this. Maybe it doesn't work like that. So it's like, okay, cool, I have my people that I can talk to about business and money who don't get weird and don't judge me or don't get offended. And then that's that. And then it's like, and then I have my people that I talk to about this, 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 because they don't like that or whatever it is. And it's like, I'm starting to realize that as well. Um, But yeah, it's definitely like the people around you that fuel, like create that spiral that goes up. Yeah. Um, I like the way that you did that too, like in terms of, um the understanding of like not needing everyone for everything but yeah. needing them like not needing them but like having certain aspects of like connection with like this yeah, specific yeah. topic whether it's creativity and then this yeah. and business and this and, and it's just, totally like, talking like, like i it was literally like a week ago or like two <laughs> yeah, weeks okay, ago that yeah. i had this talk that is is something that yeah it's like it's like i i should i need to take expectation off people and, I've and, been going and through but the, same the thing, reason yeah. i expect it is because like I want to be that for people as well. So like, totally get that I want to be the answer for everything. Yeah. And I'm totally not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's good. It's okay. Like, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. I think that is also something that I am working on. I think it'll better what I have to offer when yeah. I realize that I can't like, I think please everyone. the expectation everyone. thing is just such a big thing. Even for mm. me, like recently within the last like couple months or whatever. Yeah. yeah, just having no expectation of anyone and anything, mm. I think... Yeah, this is like one of the greatest things. Yeah. Um, like even, I don't know, like email emailing the 40 like schools and like I feel like our expectation is like, okay, we'll get like 10 or something. Yeah. But like just not having the expectation and being like three, yeah. awesome. And just going for it. Yeah. Because I feel like when people like even email like five, yeah. nothing comes back. They're just like, I expect this. And it's like, as soon as that expectation yeah. is gone, it's like you can just keep doing more things and just seeing what happens. Yeah. And I feel like it's just just a better way to live instead of expecting people to do certain things and like yeah i don't know just the expectation thing i feel like it's just not a good thing i'm really trying to get rid of like 
I don't think it's ever going to be zero. No, but like, no, 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 no. But just I want like, it to be zero. <laughs> yeah, being aware of it. Like I still get caught sometimes. Like it, yeah. it'd be the same thing. Like you can take things so personally. And like I run Unite, like a workshop in Canberra. And I, I think, and Luce and I put it on. Sorry, it, it was something I wanted to do, and we've worked as a team to put this on. And it's happened the last three years. First two years were single days, and then this year it was two days. Um, and there's so many dancers there and it's, it was like, it's so hard to get numbers to things. And I just think like my one is I'm always going to have people on it that I think offer value. Like I'm not going to do hype to pull numbers. Like I'm going to do what what's feel. best that oh, I feel for okay, the community. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and anyway, like at times I just feel like I'm begging for people to come, but I also have to understand like other people have things on like studios have commitments like people like don't have the money all the time for these things and it's like all of that is okay yeah um it's just it's just hard understanding like yeah but yeah understanding that is something like I've got to work on from my side when I'm coordinating things like you know people that put on shows and it's hard to sell tickets it's like it's really hard but um yeah, just understanding that there's there's always two sides to it. Mm. Just being aware of that, I think, is a good place to be in because then you can like, like, uh, and choose dish out your yeah. energy better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Less like, oh, just me. Like, why aren't people coming to this? It's like, well, people got like a million things going on in their lives as well. So like, just understanding that is a is a good area to be in. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, any other specific things? Yo, that time goes so quick. I know, I know. Every time. I feel like I've been sitting here for 10 minutes. <laughs> Crazy. Um, <laughs> I feel like we've good. I feel like we've covered like a bunch of stuff. Um, mm. Maybe just to end it out, let's just go something interesting of maybe like what's the proudest moment you've had throughout your career that you're just like super happy yeah. and maybe even just like a regret or like something that you wish you could have worked on or yeah. now that you see it, you're like, cool, yeah. I can do that for the future. Um... Maybe go regret first and we'll end on a high. On a like, high. Yeah. I, I don't really have a lot of regrets. Mm-hmm. Or I, like I don't have anything that I go like, I wish I took this off or I wish I did that because I feel like everything that I've done is part of like creating who I am and what I will do. So I embrace a lot of those. Um, but I think now it's just... Maybe it's it's the balance between like switch off time um, and really switching off and then also like working really hard when you need to because sometimes I sometimes when I switch off, I really don't switch off and it's not doing work. It's just like on my phone or staying connected. Like I'm so, I can be so bad with my phone and that's not switching off. Like it's not giving me my rest time and then I, and then I go to work and I just feel like I haven't actually had time off. Mm. But then the other side of it is sometimes I can procrastinate. I can be like, oh, you know what? I just don't want to do anything tonight. But I think if I really balanced it out better, like actually switched off, I would have the energy to do more. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That doesn't really answer the question. But I, I don't have anything that I go like, I wish I took this off. Like yeah. I am really happy with like the way I've just been living my life cool. because I think I'm honoring not the generic like i'm not i'm not doing what i am supposed to do as a dancer like i'm not doing the big career that like maybe 
you're supposed to go do. Um, but if it was my passion, for sure, I'd try dance for who and who and who. Yeah, yeah. But it do, I doesn't feel like that's what I want to do. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy with this energy and the way I'm going. But um, yeah, proudest moment. I had this question recently. Okay, yeah, I was cool, talking cool. with someone and I, it was really hard to pinpoint one. Um, but I did say, I kind of said my development week okay, that yeah. you yeah. came and filmed that because um, I just feel like that was like, that was the most purposeful thing for like me and for everyone there. Like I, I left that being like, this is what like it should be. The way people were able to like connect with themselves, connect with each other. Like that for me is like the most special thing. Like I want people to f feel enriched and feel happy in themselves and feel good in themselves. Cause it's like, if they can, do that and take that out then like that's the change that they get to make as well um and in this like i got all that energy back um like all this special stuff so that development week for me was probably yeah like the biggest one yeah. um what lucy and i are doing on sundays as well we like have a program on sundays and we're working because uh, we wanted to create it to share what we think is really valuable and important in dance and it's like more than just the movement it's like the intention and the like um the depth behind it yeah yeah so we've been working heaps with that this year and what we can actually say with dance like how we can communicate what we feel or what change we want or like blah 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 um that's awesome yeah. and then there's one there's one job um that i freaking loved and it was the vera blue clip yeah, um, we I went to that. Queenstown. Yeah, Marco Corridan directed it. And then me and Morgan um, Choice were the dancers. And that was just like, Queenstown's like the most surreal place I've ever flown into, ever like seen in my life yeah. so far. Yeah, um, <laughs> and that was just like the most beautiful few days at, in the middle period of like a crazy month. It was like September last year. Mm. And that for me was, I, I never do video clips. Like I'm not the guy that's like, dancing in a video clip for an artist i like just don't i've never really done much of it so to be like one the only guy out of two selected to do more contemporary movement and go out and dance in nature yeah. in queenstown was like epic yeah yeah so i think that's my favorite like job yeah awesome um yeah, yeah. but then you know dream dance company like every year that to be able to perform as artists like not behind people just as a show like to yeah you know and travel the world like that i don't know there's just a million things there really is but yeah yeah I don't crazy know. <laughs> awesome all right thank you super. so much for coming on thank you bro. super appreciate it like i feel like Me too. i definitely um got to like talk to you about certain like yeah. things that i really did want to talk to you about yeah so, cool yeah, just thank you no i loved it thanks for having me Easy. bro appreciate it peace <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in to the second episode I feel like I'm already extremely excited to keep on going with this. So let me know what you think and give us some feedback in the meantime. But thank you everyone for sharing and listening. And for the next episode, it's going to be with Nick Six from Singapore. I know a lot of you have been excited to find out his story. And I really can't wait to share that one with you because for me, that was... That was a big learning experience for me too, just to see how much it takes to really build a big business. 
anyway stay tuned for the next episode in two weeks and i'll see you soon bye